بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin miftahiba bi rahmatillah adadama fi ilmillah salatin wa salamin daimaini bi dawami mulkillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahduhu la sharika lah ilahin wahidan wa rabban shahidan wa nahnu lahu muslimun wa ashadu anna Sayyidana wa habibana wa qurrata a'yunina Muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فتقوى الله ملاك الحسنات كلها وقد قال الله تعالى في كتابه العزيز يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدَ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an our purpose in life or the purpose of which He created us subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is no secret for any Muslim who is, who has a, is well versed in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they were to be asked what is the purpose of your life? And it is clear in this verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have not created the jinn or the humans except to worship me. I have not created the humans or the jinn except to worship me. Ibn Abbas, known as Tarjuman al Quran, the translator or the interpreter of the Quran, I should say, he mentions that this, this Ya'budun, to worship me, here refers to to know me. To have knowledge of me, as knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a result of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being established in our servitude to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us throughout the Quran to have knowledge of Him, to seek knowledge of Him, to learn of Him, to reflect on the creation so that we can know more about him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, Fa'alam annahu la ilaha illallah. No that there is no God except Allah. Have knowledge that there is no God except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the scholars of theology, they even took it a step deeper when they said that the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the proper name for that refers to the essence that is necessarily existing, that is attributed with all of the qualities of perfection and is free from all of the qualities that are imperfect. To the extent that if a quality, if there was an attribute out there that was 99.9% perfect, but only had 0.1% of a blemish to it, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from that flaw, that fall, that flaw or that fault. Subhanallah amma yasifun. Allah is transcendent above what they ascribe to him. He is absolutely perfect, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in all of his sifat, all of his attributes are 100% perfect. There is nothing better than the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is through the attributes of Allah that we come to know Him. It is through the attributes of Allah and how they manifest in creation that we come to know Him subhanahu wa ta'ala 
And one of the poets, he, he mentioned, إِنَّمَا الْكَوْنُ مَعَانٍ قَائِمَةٌ بِالصُّبَرِ كُلُّ مَنْ يُدْرِكُهَا كَانَ مَنْ أَهْلِ الْعِبَرِ That the cosmos, or the world, or the creation, is but meanings put into forms. Meanings put into forms, and whoever understands those true meanings, the realities of what's going on, then they are the people of true knowledge, the people of true reflection. So all of the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are absolutely perfect, but the scholars discussed them in two different ways. There are attributes of Allah that are jalali, that are majestic, that, are, that indicates to the power of Allah, the omnipotence of Allah, the, the, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is control of absolutely everything. Al-Qahar, for instance, the, the one whose will dominates over all. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants something and the entirety of creation wants other than that, then nothing happens except for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. This is a, mag a quality of majesty. And Allah mentions in the Quran, فَمَنْ يَمْلِكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْءٍ إِنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يُهْلِكَ بِنَ مَرْيَمْ وَأُمَّهُ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا that who could stop Allah if he wanted to destroy Jesus, the son of Mary, or his mother, or all of creation? No one could stop it. Obviously, Allah wouldn't do that to his beloved prophets, all of them. But the idea is there. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to destroy everything in one second, it is his choice. It is within his will, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do that. But there are other qualities of Allah and attributes of Allah that are more, uh, that represent more of a beautiful type of relationship between us and Allah, like mercy, like Allah's quality, as sabur the patient, as shakur the, gra the grateful, al-wadud, the one who, the loving, al-rahim, the compassionate. And these are qualities which the Prophet ﷺ told us to, to try to adopt in ourselves as well. تَخَلَّقُوا بِأَخْلَاقِ اللَّهِ Right? Adorn yourselves with the attributes of Allah, meaning these attributes. Be merciful. Those who are merciful, then the most merciful will have mercy on them. So it is through these two, these types of attributes that we come to two of the beautiful qualities of the heart, which are fear and hope. For the person who has knowledge of the majestic attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the natural result is fear. Fear of Allah. And this is a reverential fear that stems from knowledge that Allah is in control of absolutely everything. And those who have knowledge and reflect on the, the beautiful qualities, the other attributes, then in them it instills in them hope. If someone knows that Allah is the most merciful, it will automatically remove despair from their hearts. And it is between these two qualities that the believer should be. And Imam al-Haddad, when he's describing the ten stations of the religion, the ten stations that we are trying to ascend to reach the highest level, which is love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, namely uh, repentance, fear, hope, gratitude, patience, trust in Allah, detachment from worldliness, and contentment and love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The two of them that we will talk about today is hope and fear. He says, and fear, how great fear is as a driving force, and how great is hope as a guide to felicity. And true fear is not the type of fear that may come to our mind right at first time we hear it, hear the word. Right? Fear here is a positive quality. 
Right? Fear in general, we hear the word, we think of a negative thing. Fear of, of fire, fear of a, uh, of a lion, for instance. But this is fear that will draw you nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is defined as the pain that is experienced in the hearts due to the anticipation of something undesirable happening in the future. Due to the anticipation of something undesirable happening to you in the future, for instance, the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of our sins and because of our deficiencies in fulfilling his rights subhanahu wa ta'ala. But true fear is not just an emotion. Imam al-Ghazali alayhi rahmatullahi ta'ala he mentions that if a person was filled with fear, such that they were crying, it, bro it broke them down into tears, but they it did not drive them to leave sins, then that's not true fear. That's not true fear. That's riqqa. Riqqa That's just the softness of the heart. That is not true fear. So true fear is the knowledge of those attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of majesty and a reverential awe of him such that we will leave sins out of our knowledge of those things. And this can be, this can stem from our knowledge of our sins, right? And we deserve punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We hope in his mercy, but we may be deserving of his punishment. Uh, it may, it might come as a, as a knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his attributes. But the lowest level of fear is that it stops us from sins. The lowest level of fear is that it stops us from sins such that if we were in private, and we were scrolling on our, our computers, and we were about to click on something that we knew we should not click on, right? that, that fear in our heart would stop us. And that is commonly known as taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. The other side is hope. And hope is, that by definition, the anticipation or the expectation of something desirable happening in the future, right? after having taken all the means to achieve it. And Imam Ghazali, he likens this hope to the farmer. The farmer, they till the soil, they, they, they plant the seeds, they irrigate it, they watch it, they pick out the weeds every week because it's spring and, every, and everything is growing quickly, right? But, and then they wait for the fruits. They put all of the effort possible, but in the end, all they had to do was hope. And that is true hope because they did everything they could in their means to achieve the results. What is left is hope. For a person to stand and stare at their farm and wait for fruits, but they haven't done any of the former uh, uh, prerequisites, that's not true hope. And that is the likeness of a person who's, who wants paradise. They want to be forgiven of their sins, but they, they're not making any efforts to seek the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by praying the salats, by guarding their gaze, by being nice to their parents, and so forth. So in order to achieve hope, Right? This is, again, a knowledge of the merciful qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these two are not opposites. Hope and fear are not opposites of each other. Rather, they are described as being two wings of a bird that the believer soars to, soars to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. And between these two, hope and fear, the believer should have a balance of both. And we will speak about that. ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsani ila yawmaddin Wa alayna ma'ahum wa fihim bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu rasuluh Ya ibadallah inni usikum wa nafsiya bi taqwallah Amma ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the Qur'an He reminds us of both of these qualities Of hope and fear and he incites us to have a portion of both. And he tells us in the Qur'an of his mercy and of paradise and the promises that he has for those who, who strive uh, to please him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he also reminds us of the hellfire and the punishments of those who turn their back on Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and have not received his mercy. And Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as an example of that, says, rahim O prophets, inform my servants that I am the all-forgiving and merciful. And that, and also inform them that my punishment is the painful punishment, is a painful punishment, both in the same verse. Between these two, both qualities of hope and fear should be instilled. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he mentioned that if it was announced to everyone in creation, to enter hellfire except one person, I would hope to be that one person. And if it was announced to everyone in creation to enter paradise except for one person, I would fear that I am that one person. So a believer is at the same time between both of these qualities. However, the scholars have blessed us with uh, some, in, some guidance in regards to which of the two should we favor. Which of the two should we favor if we have to favor one or the other? They mentioned that in, during a person's life, there's no sign that a person's about to die immediately. Then everyone should be on the side of fear. Play on the side of caution. Always to be cautious and be conscious of what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want in any moment, in any time. But if a person is on the brink of death, and obviously, if a person dies suddenly, may Allah give us all ease and well-being and, and the best of endings, then this, is, this may not be possible. But if a person knows that their time is coming or they feel the signs of, uh, that they're about to pass, then they should be 100% hope. They should be on 100% hope. And the Prophet he said, Let none of you die except that they have a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the pangs of death, 100% hope is the way of the believer that we hope in the mercy of Allah and we expect and we hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of our good deeds and that he have mercy on us. But if we were to have that much hope during our life, it may, we may take it for granted and allow ourselves to do sins. Right? Take, making a mockery of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and, and this is one of the spiritual illnesses, which is called al-aman. Aman min makrillah is to feel unpunishable. No matter what I do, Allah will forgive me. And this is, this is not the approach of the true believer who has reverential awe of, the, of their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Nor is the other extreme permissible or allowed or encouraged. The other extreme is, no matter what I'm doing, I'm never going to be good enough. Allah is going to punish me. I'm unforgivable, right? Both of these are haram. And what a blessing in our religion that it is haram to despair from the mercy of Allah. It is absolutely forbidden to say that Allah won't forgive me, will never forgive me. That is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. Both extremes are wrong. 
and both extremes are from shaitan and from the ego, that we, we have respect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and his majesty, that it is possible Allah did create hellfire. There are people who will go. May Allah save us all and everyone in, in this gathering and all of our children and all of those who we love. Right? But it is a reality, right? But it does not mean that we should go to the point where we give up. Right? We have to be between the two. And one of the most beautiful hadith Qudsi in, in, to the fakir uh, is this uh, narration where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي I swear by my honor and my majesty, I will not gather for my servant two senses of fear nor two senses of, uh, of, uh, of uh, sorry. Uh, I will not gather for my save two senses of security nor two senses of fear. If they, if they feel secure or unpunishable in this world, then I will make them fear in the next. If they fear me in this world, then I will make them secure in the next. So those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world, they are the ones who have no fear upon them in the next. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his closest servants, those who believe and they had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for them is the greatest glad tidings in this world and in the hereafter. And there's no fear on them, and they will never grieve. And in closing, Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu mentioned that there are three types of people in regards to worshiping Allah, which is the purpose of our life, is those who worship Allah out of fear of hellfire. That if I don't do my prayer, I'm going to get sinned for that, and that, will lead, that, that may be the cause of me going to hellfire. Right? And they, they leave sins because if they did it, they may get go to hellfire. Right? And that's their perception of that, that act of worship or that leaving of that sin. The second type is those who worship Allah out of hope right, to enter into paradise. I need to do this, I need to do this to get more rewards in paradise or to enter paradise. And then the third group is those who love Allah, uh, those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically just because they love Allah. Right? Or you could add to that those who worship Allah just because he deserves to be worshipped. As one of the righteous said that if Allah never created paradise or hellfire, he still deserves to be worshipped. And out of these three, Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib, he mentioned that all three of them are saved. All three of them are in paradise. Right? Those who worshipped Allah out of fear, those who worshipped Allah out of hope, and those who worship Allah just for love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of them are in paradise, but the highest of levels is love. The highest level is love. And even though hope and fear are praiseworthy attributes, they are still seen as deficiencies in comparison to love because there's still a self-serving aspect to both of them. I fear Allah because what's going to happen to me? I'm hoping in Allah because I want what I should get. What will I get in paradise? But love is the most selfless of all. I worship you because I love you. That's it. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to taste the realities of love. And out of all of the stations of the religion, love is the highest and the, the righteous. They mention that every sta stage preceding love is just a step in the direction of love. And everything that comes after love is the fruits of love. 
And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us, to taste some of that what it means to truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most selfless and sincere of ways. In Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala Ali Sayyidina Ibrahim Innaka hamidun majid Allahumma barak ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad Kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ورضي الله تعالى عن ساداتنا الخلفاء الراشدين ببكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعلى جميع ساداتنا الصحابة الكرام وجميع أهل بيت رسول الله المطهرين من الأرجاس وعمي رسول الله سيدنا حمزة وسيدنا عباس وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات Oh Allah, we ask you by your attributes of beauty to allow us to put hopes in you such that we will leave no stone unturned seeking your good pleasure, subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, until we actually achieve it and we are entered into the, the, the abode of your bliss. Oh Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask you by the attributes of your majesty to allow us to have fear of you such that you deserve and that will, leave, that will instill in us the ability to leave all that is displeasing to you, whether it be of speech or of action or of belief. Forgive us for our countless sins and accept our good deeds despite our deficiencies. Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsan wa ita'i din qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon udhkuru Allah al-azima yadhkurkum واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.